Hello, and welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. Today we'll be discussing the hit 1996 Disney Toons film, Aladdin in the King of Thieves. My name is Brace Henderson, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me as always to break down all things Disney Toons, the ultimate treasure, one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Brace, it's going great. Uh, there was another racism warning tonight, so I'm feeling really amped up. Yes. Um... It is amazing that that warning exists on these pieces of film. I'm both (laughs) amazed that Disney Plus has them, and that Disney just isn't, like, coming in to censor these films. Because I feel like that's a very modern Disney thing to do. Yeah, well, I could... Here's the thing, though, right? So I feel like they didn't use the warning liberally. Like, I think that they put it on films that they were, like, people are gonna be a little bit, like, up in arms about it. Yeah. But I think that probably if they, I think about 85% of their, of Disney films could have this warning. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially from this era. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, Robin Williams, I'm glad Robin Williams is back for this, but, uh, some of those impressions, he just gets right into them. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He goes all out. He leaves nothing because he probably knew this is it. This is my last chance to be genie. Robin Williams' ethnic favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we did. We it's, It also, like, sets the tone when you start out with it, <laughs> right? Because you end up watching the whole time. And like I said last time when we had it for Return of Jafar, it's a little bit of like, is this why it got the warning? And then something else happens, and it's like, oh, this is probably why it got the warning. And then another thing happens, and it's like, oh, maybe this is why it got the warning. It just keeps happening. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, well, Ren, hello. Welcome. Let's let's talk. I'm excited to talk some Aladdin. Um, this, uh, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's discuss our initial impressions before we yeah. dive into the plot, before we discuss anything specific. No. Did you like this more than Return of Jafar? Did I like it more than Return of Jafar? Right, I know I th- like is a strong word here, so l- l- better or worse than Return yeah, of Jafar? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I would like my, like, getting caught in a boat propeller um, more <laughs> than Return of Jafar. Um, but this was good. Like, good. I don't know, good is... It was fun. Fine. <laughs> there we go. That feels better. It, fun and fine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, there, are, there are parts of this I like. Mm-hmm. There's a huge stretch near the end where I like so to give context, I think I mentioned this last week. Yeah. Uh this was a movie I watched a lot as a kid because we bought yeah. this at a flea market like when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I, we had the VHS and I watched this in the original Aladdin a lot. Okay. Even as a kid, like the, once you get to the second half and like Saluk is back and they're going to the vanishing isle, I just tune out. Yeah. It's so hard to just stay focused. Well, because totally. So, um, like, like I had said before we started recording, and you now know. So I watched this movie in two parts. I watched it in one hour at the gym yesterday, and then thirty minutes <laughs> um, today. I didn't feel like I needed the last thirty minutes. Yeah, I got it. The climax happens about like forty-five to fifty minutes in, with Aladdin's dad uh, at the palace, and whatever the heck the situation is with the guard. Um, yeah, that's so pretty like, much the heart of the story. But then yeah. it goes on for like another full like amount of time that we just experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's basically just the halfway point. It's a bit too much. It's a bit too much. Um, strong father and son themes, Ren, just like another movie that you and I both love. 
That's uh, Nick, right. Yeah, Nicholas Cage's uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, is that about him and his son bonding? It is, yeah. Well, not him and his son. It, his dad. Oh, he's the son. Okay, I get yeah. it. Because I think his dad, remember his dad owns the house and they put lemon on the uh, Declaration of Independence? Yeah, I remember them putting lemon on the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know the science about that, but I, mean, I think lemons, they can work, right? I think so. I think that had the Oracle in this movie not worked, I think that that maybe would have been a good backup plan for Aladdin's dad. Lemons can make anything invisible visible. Yes, if he had just put lemons all over the sea, he would have been able to find the moving island. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, so overall, like, general impressions, like I said, fine. Um, Red, I do have to say, the music, though, uh, there was some bops here. It was like... Alright, which songs did you like? Uh, okay, uh, I feel like you have a differing opinion. I, I have um, a very different opinion. It's a party here in Agraba. That was a oh. fun time. Um, and it kept going, The just like parties. Parties never stop, and neither does that song. Uh, and then there was another one that I wrote. Wow, it's like I'm on Broadway. Um, Is it Out of Thin Air, the Jasmine and Aladdin one? No, I don't think so. Uh, let's see, uh, Broadway, yeah, there's a Broadway element to this music, uh, Welcome to the Forty Thieves, that's what it was. Oh, you liked that one especially. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like, Welcome to the Forty Thieves. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I was clapping along, uh, at the gym, uh, it was, it was fun, it was good. The right spots on these songs, I said, because Godfrey is, like, used just correctly. Yeah, so there's a Broadway element to this music, um, it's nothing, it's, I don't think there's anything earth-shattering here with the music, but it's a huge step up from... from Return of Jafar. From, yes, Return yes. of Jafar. Like, nothing is a, I didn't, I can't say I liked the songs. Like, uh, they're inoffensive, and <laughs> I guess in my mind while watching it, I was comparing them more to Aladdin 1, which, you know, they're never going to stack up to. No. As opposed to Return of Jafar, which they are, they're all <laughs> undeniably undeniably better than the songs in return of jafar yeah yeah because right name name one movie that has better music than aladdin one it would be like another disney renaissance yeah movie, like beauty and the beast or lion king yeah and even i i don't know i don't know about those you can debate it i mean it's all it, debatable and that's we will a, and we probably good, will that's a good stretch of movies and music well actually no do you know what we will debate we probably won't debate whether the lion king beauty and the beast or <laughs> um or this have better, or um, Aladdin have better music, but we probably will debate whether, you know, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas has better <laughs> music than Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar, so. Return of Jafar right now is the, it, it's like the barometer for the worst. It is, yes. And I'm sure we'll never go back down there. Positive. I can't wait to see what eventually no. usurps it. No. Um, but yes, the, so the, the father and son stuff, also, it was you know good. It was right off of a goofy movie. It's uh, it's interesting to me that they uh, I I like the father and son angle from like a production standpoint, especially because it's them revisiting like scrapped ideas for their first Aladdin, mm -hmm. like uh, him not having his parents. That's not something that's ever really commented on in the original movie, but it was meant to be like a big enough 
part of his character arc where the Broadway show had enough material to literally make it his like whole motivation. Ren, you're gonna be proud of your boy. <laughs> Definitely will be. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so because the the We Are Forty Thieves song, speaking of the Broadway show, reminded me of um, I don't know. There's some. There's like the three guys in that movie. Uh, not not movie in that show, that are thieves. They get a little number that's fun and everybody. Oh right, Aladdin's friends. Yeah, yeah. Allah uh, and Din. I don't know their names. But... Something something Kasim. Listen, I barely know all the characters' names in this movie. I don't want to dive into the Broadway no, production of Aladdin. I'm, not, I'm I am discussing this movie. Okay. The... <laughs> <laughs> Kasim and then don't, little Grey Goose. I don't know his name. <laughs> I think his name is just Grey Goose. Is it the villain? Yeah, Grey Goose. Yeah. It's a Saluk. Okay. Yeah, what's your um being Grey? What 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 did he do? What did he do to become Grey? Yeah. I he guess wasn't he the had, only one. I guess his parents were Grey. Yeah, because there was another there was another thief that was also gray. Maybe they're brothers, or is that racist for me to say? I mean, I don't know. Um, can you be racist to a gray-skinned person? That's not like a real race, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. There's the Fairly Odd Parents episode where like uh, they're all gray blobs. I thought you were gonna the the pixies. They wear gray clothes, right? Oh yeah, they did too. So maybe Sir Luke is a uh, from Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, maybe this is just a Fairly Odd Parents reference. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Ren. So do you do you have any facts about this movie or any any fun toys? I do. I didn't have as many as for a Goof Troop, which disappointed me. But I do have a few interesting ones. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, the scene where Genie consoles Princess Jasmine while Aladdin is away at the lair. Oh my was gosh! Completely improvised by Robin Williams. Ren, could you tell? I could tell. They, they. I feel like for every single scene, they were just like, "All right, Robin, do whatever you <laughs> yeah. want. Do your thing, Robin. Talking to the mic here. Just do your best." Mm. <clears throat> Which brings me to my next few points. Uh. After a contract dispute with the Disney company over likeness rights, Robin Williams agreed to return for this film as the voice of the genie, reportedly for $1 million salary after he received an apology from Joe Roth for Disney breaching an agreement not to use his voice to merchandise products inspired by Aladdin. As a result, many of the ideas and gags that were not used in Aladdin could be retried in the making of this film. Dan Castellaneta had actually recorded all the dialogue of the genie for the movie as he did with the previous sequel but his recording session was not used when williams agreed to reprise his role give us the dan cut i i'm sure this is better than whatever dan would have given us and whatever the original script Mm -hmm. would have given us maybe maybe on that front Red, even the singing like the singing was i like it was just so much better right off the bat hearing robin williams's genie singing rather than you don't, uh, you don't like Dan. his little song about uh having a friend was that in the last movie yeah return of no. when he comes back no. from disney world i literally i blocked it out <clears throat> when he comes he like comes out of a fountain yep. yeah <laughs> um poor guy though that's brutal yeah all he did all of it and then they scrapped it and they reanimated 
uh, all the scenes that Robin Ili- Robin Williams did improv mm-hmm. for because obviously they had to. Yep. Yeah. He does um he does a little uh Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does uh does Mrs. Doubtfire. There's a couple references that I feel like were already dated in 1996. <laughs> we got Rocky. We got mm-hmm. a Forrest Gump soon fading from a pop culture relevancy. Yeah. Yeah, is that for better or for worse? I think for better. You think for better? You think do you think it's time for us as a nation to move away from Forrest Gump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I watched that movie when I was like uh I don't know, 8 or 9, maybe 10. Um and I was like, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> best movie ever. That's and what everyone thinks when they watch Forrest Gump I went at 9 through, or 10. I went through maybe my, like, all the way through high school, and it was in my top 10. And then finally it hit me that, like, wow, there's a, like, we're talking about problematic things. You know, Forrest Gump is, there's some issues here. Yeah, there's some issues there. So... I uh I like Forrest Gump. It's been a few years since I've seen it, but yeah. I like uh, that style of movie of just like placing a character in history and just following them for a bit. Yeah, I also really the... like Benjamin Button for that reason. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I did not like Benjamin Button. <laughs> let's uh, uh let's do Bryson Renan movies where you watch a character live and die, or not die. They don't have to die at the end. Maybe just live. Yeah. So like Aladdin. Like a day in the life. Yeah, that could be fun. <clears throat> All right. Oh, I got I got one more for you. Oh, what is it? What, what you yeah, got? The the Arabian Nights reprise was originally written and recorded for the first Aladdin. So this is the second time in a row <laughs> they used a version of Arabian Nights mm-hmm. from the first Aladdin. Yes. Well, this reprise wasn't so much a reprise. It was like a couple of words and then just a really long-held Arabian Nights and then the word Arabian Nights over and over. Yeah, it's not a reprise because this was this Arabian Nights hadn't played in the film yet. Yeah, it sounds like like when I'm trying to like when I'm trying to sing a song and I don't know any of the words, but I just know the name of it. So I just yep. sing the name of the song to all the different like to the tune of it. Sometimes that's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was it was noticeably a re- like retooled. I thought, although it was, I felt like it was a nice little note as the trilogy. Yeah, on like, on that front, I can appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. better than opening the movie with it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's because we got to open up with something a little bit more lively, Ren. We need the audience to know he's back. That's right. It's Robin. We don't want to keep you waiting. <laughs> the uh, the cover for the movie by the way, says Aladdin and the King of Thieves starring Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they wanted us to know. Did you, um, is that how you watched it tonight? Did you no, go no, back and you, you didn't, what? you didn't just use your, the VHS tape that you had? My old flea market VHS copy. Yeah. No, that's, that's long gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was at my, um, parents' house last week, two weeks ago, and I looked I was hoping that in our DVD collection, we had somehow not gotten rid of Lion King one and a half so I could watch it with the commentary. However, I it is, it is gone. I love that commentary track. Yeah. Um, so we'll find a way, I'm sure, to watch it with it's the commentary. It's such a shame. Disney Plus doesn't have features like that. No. No. 
Uh, and I mean, like, on Disney's end, like, saves them a ton of money. Um, and you but... know Disney gotta save, right? Yeah. Um, okay, the other note I had that I wanted to make, Ren, at the top of this show yeah. is um, anyone listening and thinking about watching this, watch Succession instead. <laughs> yes, please, make sure you watch all three seasons of Succession, mm -hmm. because in 2023, Bryce and I will be spending 10 weeks discussing mm -hmm. Succession and not the agreed-upon series no. we've been discussing no. all year. Um. This time, though, we should actually be like, okay, we're going to talk Succession. Yeah, like, if, if people are actually following along and listening, they will. it's not going to be a surprise. We're, yeah. we're, we're warning everyone in, in advance. Unlike Neds, in which we started, <laughs> we said we were going to talk about Neds, and then we just talked about Succession for 90 minutes. I still love that first episode where we did that, where it's just titled, like, a Neds episode. Yeah, and then the we... The conversation is all Succession. We did it, and then at the end of it, um, <laughs> we rated the Neds episode. Uh, I just watched the, um, as I'm rewatching it. Ren, you gotta rewatch it, by the way. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones right now. Oh, in time for, uh, Dragon. House of Dragon? Yeah. I love Game of Thrones. It's I very still good. love Game of Thrones. The, yeah. I don't, I, the discourse has not ruined it for me. No. No, if anything, um, for, you know, people who like to sit, like, who like niche things, it's kind of good be like oh i like game of thrones it's, I love very, game of thrones. it's niche now um <laughs> yeah i mean i i love it too uh, it was good i remember because i had binged it all i'd never seen any of it binged it all in time for like i think the jen and i were caught up with two episodes left to air mm -hmm. um and having just watched it all and then diving into those last two and not having to gone through as tedious and long of a wait between seasons and between episodes we got to that finale and i was like yeah that adds up yeah um, i mean the issues with the uh ending they're not really like logistical they're more pacing wise i think yeah in for sure reddit fashion it gets blown to the to a point where you can't discuss it with any nuance anymore mm -hmm. like but i mean i i feel like it, it makes sense if you were paying attention it all like tracks yeah. Yeah. Are you excited about the Jon Snow show? I actually am a little bit. I think it, uh, I wasn't, Jon was one of the things I really, I was most disappointed with for the final season. Mm -hmm. so I think a show centered around him could actually fix a lot of that, mm -hmm. kind of give him more to work with. This is, this is a series and story I like. I like the characters, so yeah. I don't necessarily mind revisiting them. It's mm -hmm. not like holy ground to me. Yeah, and now that we live in a post Better Call Saul world, I'm not as weary towards spinoffs. No, no. Did you um, did you finish that? I still haven't started it. Oh man, Ren. Um, all right. I guess the last thing I, I want to say on the Game of Thrones front is, um, do you identify as the Three Eyed Raven? The uh, Brand the boy or the old man tree? I'm the Three Eyed Raven. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good uh, brand. Yeah, that's what he does. He does it. <laughs> one more the, time. Okay, I'm the three eyed raven, and Perfect. then he's like, uh, and then he's like, I never thought you'd. Uh, no, uh, why do you think I came all this way? No, that's like that. That isn't how he says it. He's like, 
why do you think I came all this way? There's like a yeah. certain like monotone aspect to it. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. Soon I'll um I'm gonna do all of like him in Game of Thrones. I'm just gonna record me doing all of Bronn's lines. Bran. Uh, Bronn is the mercenary who Tyrion hires. Bryce. Uh no. Uh. That's Bronn. No, you're Bronn. Bran. Okay, Bran is what goes with raisins. Bronn is two characters' names in Game of Thrones. Bran can be can go with raisins, and it can be someone's name in Game of Thrones. It's a mm. fantasy show. Should E.T. have been in Game of Thrones? Yes, I okay. think E.T., like, from the beginning, he should have been, like, in the background of scenes. Yes. And then in season two, they start giving him, like, a few lines. <laughs> in season three, he's, like, full main character, main cast. Yeah. Little plot lines. Mm-hmm. And in seasons four and five, we remove him. We oh. actually, he was never here. Yeah, he was. Season six, we bring him back, but at this point, it's too weird. Like, it's become, like, a thing where, like, people are like, oh, remember when E.T. was in the first few seasons of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones? And now he's back, and he's, like, he's noticeably older. Like, he had, and he had, like, yeah, some some kind of facial surgery he grew up a bit like maybe maybe et got like in an, into an accident or something yes yes and so because of that et is like only like neck up in all of his scenes. yeah they can't show any of his body because it's just so it was so destroyed in the accident it's so mangled what is the uh what was the accident i'm curious was it so you know that intersection at the end of Castaway? Have you seen Castaway? I have not. No. In the movie Castaway, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks stands at an intersection. Yes. Uh, it's a four-way intersection. Yeah. Et wanted to. He was going to like the set of Castaway, so he went to the island. Uh, he went on the plane that crashed, and he went to that intersection. Yep. But it was it was at a time when four trucks were coming all at the same time. What? <laughs> they just. They just crushed his body. But the way Et was standing, he was high enough for his head. They missed his head. Yeah, well, so, because when he gets shocked in, in E.T., his neck kind of rises a little bit. Like, yeah, he's that's like, what, that's what was happening. Yeah, he, and so... I, you know those, uh, those buzzers where you shake someone's hand and you shock yeah. them? He was holding his own hand and shocking himself. It'll so, be intersection. So yeah. his neck was up, and then when the trucks crushed him, he lived because his neck was up, and his body was all just, yeah. like, mm-hmm. flat stand lead. Yes. And on the way to the hospital, E.T. was just saying phone home the whole time. Um, is that in Castaway? Is that how it ends? Tom Hanks is hit by four trucks simultaneously? It, it cuts away before the trucks can show up to the scene. But that's so the we event. don't know that. He could he could live. He could live, but, you know, he's in the intersection, so he's probably going to die. Yeah. Um, what else did I have to say? Oh, I saw Jaws for the first time this week. Jaws is amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good, Ren. I love Jaws. Oh my gosh. Uh the freaking uh like what is it? Like 300 so and so go into the water. 120 come out. Amazing. Okay. I I know my numbers are off, but and we're going to get Jaws. <laughs> is that is that's what LT says? Yeah. And we're going to get Jaws. That's why they call the movie Jaws. <laughs> yeah. No, I it was just uh It's it's an amazing film. I never watch any of the sequels. I don't. I don't plan to. I hear that they're that they're, they're rough. They're awful. Yeah. <laughs> Is also also awful. I like Jaws too. Very bad. Uh, um. Okay. I feel like I'm hearing a split opinion now. Don't um, don't watch it. Bryce. Okay. 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 
Well, I don't feel like I ever need more Jaws. Like, it feels... It's a, it's a perfect film. Yeah, it feels really, really great. Um, I loved how it was paced. Um, the characters were so good. Uh, it was so tense. I was nervous the whole time. Yeah, the so. tension is great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I also love when a movie knows how to end on a high. It's not really something that happens anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, back then, you could just end a movie after the guy blew up the shark. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. It was satisfying. That's all you needed. It was wicked they satisfying. It. They killed him. Oh, man. That was a good movie. A it was a really, really good, good movie. movie. Um, speaking of movies, um, well, Aladdin, Aladdin has a knife that his dad gave him. Yeah, so when Aladdin was a little boy, uh, when his dad decided to abandon his family, he gave his mom a knife to give Aladdin, who was a boy. That's a, a weird boy. gift. It's yeah, an mean, odd gift. I mean, if you're a, if you're a guy who's gonna go around killing and stealing, maybe that's the kind of stuff you're into. You like you like cool knives. Yeah, yeah. Here's this cool knife. Um, yeah. So Aladdin has that. We're kind of like we learn through that that oh, there's gonna be um, some talk about his dad. He's like, oh, I never met my dad. Aladdin, me you've to never this. talked about your dad before. Yeah. I love that. I love how they have to acknowledge it. Like, yeah, you're right. You've never talked about your dad before. No. Mm-hmm. Why is this so important to you now, Aladdin? Mm-hmm. Jasmine, it's because we're doing a threequel. We're running and we're running out of original material. Mm-hmm. So we get to do this. My dad. Um, yeah, so we get that. Uh, we also got right before that we had the opening number, which we've already talked a little bit about. But it was I loved it. You loved it. I I like the idea behind it. I think uh you know it's clearly trying to be like a Prince Ali number, mm-hmm. kind of start big. It's it is a step in the right direction. Coming off Return of Jafar, yeah. I do think it's a bit low energy. Yeah, and I, this might be an animation problem. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. I think of prince ali and like i i think of the genies singing but what stands yeah. out to me is just how vibrant and like extravagant it is in yeah. terms of animation and style and it yeah. goes beyond like robin williams doing impressions it's about like setting the scene and setting a tone and like showing how big and grand and illustrious aladdin is presenting himself mm-hmm. well i think this number was also too long it, yeah, it was very long. Too long it does the same thing that uh Return to Farda, where it split up one of the songs with a, into two parts, with a big scene in the middle of it that just mm-hmm. drags the like moment of the song out. Yeah, and then the song comes back, and it's like, oh, are we doing a reprise? And it's like, no, it's just more of the song. I thought the Aladdin and Jasmine bit was nicer than the intro because it slows down. Mm-hmm. I think that plays more to the strengths of what the uh, what this movie can accomplish in terms of animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I do think this is more of a general thought about the film here, Ren. I think Aladdin is a man with way too many chances. <laughs> this is like the third time he's lied to Jasmine about something. But like this time he has like the common sense to like quickly slide it under the rug. He's like, yeah. yes, I lied. But you know, I was just doing it from a good good place. Yeah. Because uh, it's... He, like, he confronts the conversation before it can happen. And this is, like, the way that everything is paced here, it feels as though it is very, very, very soon after the events of Return of Jafar, 
which is very, very, very soon after the event of the first Aladdin. So this feels like a month. You think a month's happened? I think all all three Aladdins happened within the time frame of a month. I yes. think. All right. I think. Uh, I think. I think they could have pulled this off in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aladdin tanks Agrabah, uh <laughs> three times in two weeks. Yep. Yeah. It's this, this Aladdin guy has ruined our summer. <laughs> <laughs> Not even summer. Summer's too long of a time frame. <laughs> ruined our spring break, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> April's a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully May will be better. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what is he doing? He, like, finds out about his dad, like, goes and deals with that and then oh, okay okay let, like, let, me, let me let's break it down a bit more because it's deals with that is aladdin meeting his father joining his guild of thieves believing he's killed his first man <laughs> something he's clearly resentful against his father for but yeah. like he gets over it in like 10 minutes and it's like you're gonna come to my wedding right dad <laughs> like i'm gonna give you another chance to steal the staff so please come. Yes. You got this, Dad. What, um... Yeah, it's like, the way that this whole thing happens, so, uh, essentially, the 40 thieves, including uh, the King of Thieves, Aladdin's dad, who has a name that Ren knows, um, what is his name? Kasim. Okay. So, he, um, they break into Agrabah, into the palace, during the wedding, and this feels also like a huge mess up on the genie's part. Uh, what, him not using any magic and just becoming a shield? Can, yeah, can't he just be like, thieves be gone? He, he can kill the- oh, he can't kill. He can't kill. <laughs> but you'd be surprised what you can live through. <laughs> so he can basically torture these men for all eternity, mm -hmm. and he chooses not to. Someone doesn't care about their friends. No. No, well, so, because he doesn't protect the palace, he lets the whole thing go, like, into sh uh, rubble. And then, when it comes time for Aladdin to be like, I'm gonna go find my, like, find the thieves. Um, the crew that goes with them is not, is, is Abu, the carpet, um, oof, parrot? Iago? Sure, Iago. <laughs> they all go with them. Genie hangs back at the palace. To repair it, to fix it up. I mean, who else? Who else can fix the palace but the genie? He can do it in like a snap, though. We saw him do it in the last movie. That doesn't build character. Okay. And it doesn't teach lessons. He wants to do it the hard way. Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little bit like genie wasn't a genie here like last time he was they purposely were like okay genie has some big powers that we got to make sure we address otherwise yeah. people will be scratching their head why didn't genie just do this here out the window they just wanted robin williams to be funny you know yeah. no, no no genie business yeah robin um, williams, before, before yeah. we move on to the next plot point though yeah i want to bring up something very important mm -hmm. in the world of aladdin cleopatra yes Yes. Caesar, the <laughs> god Osiris, <laughs> Biblical Moses, and Thor all exist. And they all attend the wedding. Yes. 
Which, side note, means they were also all present during the thieves robbing, and they also didn't do a thing. Yeah, Moses didn't do anything. No. He's like one of the big guys in the Bible, and he, this, he didn't do a thing. Yeah. Moses could have parted them. <laughs> yeah. In half. Right down the middle. Well, like, theoretically, he parts uh, he parts the sea. He could mm-hmm. he could probably part any kind of water and just, like, rip the blood out of your body. Oh. That's some where av- blood Avatar. Yeah, some Avatar yeah. stuff. Uh, that was so cool. I love that they went into, like, bloodbending being a thing. Avatar is great. Yeah. Uh yeah, and so Caesar and um and Cleopatra are dating. They're yeah, coming together now. Yeah, they're coming together as a unit to Aladdin's wedding, and they are bringing a salad. Can't make this up. Do I mean, Robin think, Williams uh, did, but you think you think that was a Robin Williams one, or do you think that was a script one? He said it, so it had to be made it has up. To, it has to be him. Yeah, would have said whatever was best. Yeah. Um, they told Robin Williams, they said, hey, have you seen Curb? And he said, no. And uh, they said, okay, well, it hasn't been filmed yet for another five years, but it's going to be this show where every scene is pretty much improvised with loose like guidelines. So that's what we want you to do here. And he said, all right, Osiris. Ah! Good one. Yeah, Anakin wouldn't like Agrabah. No, he'd hate it. Um... You okay? I'm just looking through my notes. Oh, okay. Here's a. I have uh, two good questions for you. Okay. Okay. Which of the forty thieves is your favorite? Oh wow! Which of the forty thieves <laughs> is my favorite? Hmm. This is a tough one, Bryce. Mm-hmm. There are all so many wonderful shades of racist caricatures. Mm-hmm. How can I pick just one? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I will go with the uh. The short Asian martial artist. Yes, who Disney said, yeah, we can have him karate chop a pole that falls onto a bunch of people while That's making... Okay. This is an okay character to draw in 1996. Yeah. It's um... so interesting that we lived right on the line, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that this... Honestly, Ren, this character to me feels like this is the warning. This is this is one of those. He's one of those characters where I saw him and I just couldn't really believe it. Yeah, he he is the. This is why there's a cultural, uh, warning at the start of this movie. Would you say he is the Siamese cats of Aladdin? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So my my favorite thief friend was actually the mine was the skinny gray man on a rope. Oh, you like them? Yeah, they had a skinny gray guy who was just on a rope at all times. I, I did. That was good. Uh, I have another follow-up question for you. Mm-hmm. It's not really a follow-up. It has nothing to do with what I just asked. Um, okay, so Aladdin, <laughs> in, infamous street rat. Okay, name yeah. one other street rat. One other street rat? Yeah. So any kind of rat who lives on the street at any point in time. Yeah. Uh, Remy from Ratatouille. Yeah. Good job. All right, thank you. Yeah. Um. Oh, I said, um, oh. Go. Oh. I thought I, um, that was Homer Simpson from The that Simpsons. That was a good Homer Simpson. I know. Right? I, I did it a few weeks ago for you, and I wanted to <laughs> just do it again. Yeah, um, Austin Powers 3. 
so you're saying this is kind of like the gold member of Aladdin. This is the same plot as Austin Powers 3. Break it down for me. So Austin Powers 3, Austin has a dad. He's never yep. talked about. Um, comes back into Austin's life. And uh, the spies, like, he doesn't trust him because he's, like, so groovy. Just like this. Just just like Kasim in Kas- Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Kasim okay. is too groovy. I think Aladdin Aladdin's afraid of Kasim um being a a lady killer, if that makes sense. Oh, you you know what? This movie is actually gold member, you're right. This is I'm pretty sure it's gold member. And Genie Genie is gold. Yes, Genie is fat bastard. Um <laughs> and I think that's all I remember about Gold Member. Iago's yeah. Dr. Evil. Iago's mini me. <laughs> No, the guard is Doctor Evil. <laughs> yeah, he has a name. Does he? Yeah, it's Razul. Was this a built-up storyline? What do you mean? Is this a built-up storyline? Because last time, last movie that we saw him in, uh, he was like kind of a jerk as well. The same guard. Yeah. He wants to kill Aladdin. He's the same jerk guard from the first Aladdin who wants to kill him there. So he just yeah. He just wants to keep killing Aladdin. Well, he so, hated him when he was poor. Now yeah. he hates him now that he's rich. Yeah. Huh. I don't really... He doesn't do much for me. You don't like Razul the guard? Oh, see? So there you go. He does have a name. No. <laughs> no. Um, I feel like it's weird that he is so obsessed with Aladdin. Like, what's weird about wanting to catch one specific guy? Like, um, that's like a bunch of superheroes are like when it's that. when it's one of the people that you're supposed to protect <laughs> do you think there's like a royal palace guard who just wants to get the queen yeah yeah it's weird yeah once again <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like terry we hired you to protect me and you keep on leaving glass shards in my pillowcase <laughs> putting glass shards in her pillow yeah Come on, Terry. Uh, I got an idea. Yeah. A gigantic mouse trap with like something a queen likes in it. <laughs> the queen. What is the queen of England like? Like, what would get her to step inside of a mouse trap that she can see? <laughs> like she knows. But it's tempting <laughs> enough. <laughs> tempting enough for her to be like, eh, I can take that risk if I get it fast enough. Let's see. What does the Queen of England like? Yeah, I probably like. Um, what's the the? It's Huey Lewis. Huey. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Yeah, it could be like a Huey Lewis in the news like album. So it looks like she likes horse riding. Oh. Okay, so a horse. Saddle. So maybe? she also likes hamburgers. So we we can either put a giant horse in a queen trap or one giant hamburger. Why not? Why not a horse with a hamburger on it? Perfect. That way, the queen will want to grab the burger off the horse. Mm-hmm. And that's when the queen trap can come down and crash yeah. her. Yeah, and then Terry the guard can run away happy. <laughs> yeah, knowing that he captured the queen once and for all. 
he enacted the yeah. Why doesn't the Sultan just fire this guard? Does it can't Aladdin? Aladdin doesn't want to. Aladdin has to know his place. You know, he doesn't want to go around the Sultan's back. Okay. The Sultan likes Rosal. He likes when guards are mean to Aladdin. Remember how quickly he was gonna kill him last movie? I do. Yes, that's true. Also, yeah, that wouldn't make me feel very safe as Aladdin either. Um, this is not a healthy living situation. No, Jasmine and Aladdin—they sing. Yeah, they sing. Uh, they're gonna out of thin air. Sure, Aladdin. I said it moves the plot forward, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. He tells. It's pretty much them like describing what they're about to do. Yeah. What is this quote? Oh, yeah. Um, the song ends with them both saying, "We'll finally learn that you don't come out of thin air." Disney, come on. Come on. Do you no. come out of thin air, Bryce? Yeah, no. Someone, Aladdin and Jasmine haven't had, like, the talk. <laughs> That's what this the, means, the, right? The Sultan is going to explain it to them. It's their wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> As is tradition in Agrabah, when any married couple gets married, the Sultan must visit them. And give I think, the birds I think and bees it's reasonable suck. to assume that Aladdin doesn't know. I mean, his yeah, he, that's fair. His, his dad wasn't around. No, but do you do you think Abu has taught him anything? <laughs> I I hope Abu hasn't tried. <laughs> um. Okay. Aladdin sets the, off for daddy. Yeah, yeah, goes off. Gotta find dad. Well, gotta find the thieves. Um. And then he finds them, and his dad's there. And they were all about to have a coup on his dad. And dad's like, all right, Aladdin, fight the gray man. And I Aladdin, like this little uh, action scene. What movie did it make you think out of? Think of. What movie did it make me think of? Yeah. Not, none in particular. Okay. Did it make you think of a specific movie? Yeah, The Hunger Games. I haven't seen The Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah, there's a scene where Katniss fights a gray man on a cliff. You think Hunger Games was copying this? Um, I think this was copying Hunger Games. That makes sense. Yeah. They they would have used the time machine that we've mentioned a few times. Yes. Um, I uh I like I like this little fight. I yeah, like I do that too. it's mostly quiet. Mm -hmm. I like that uh the animation's actually pretty fluid. It also it also lasts a decent bit of time. There's some yeah. nice setting changes. Like the stakes rise. Aladdin they, clearly doesn't like that he wins. They fight cliffside. Do you do you think they should have just committed to Aladdin being a killer? Is that too much for a Disney movie? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie is Aladdin trying to wrestle with. He like has <laughs> nightmares of throwing the gray man <laughs> off the cliff. No, 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 no. I mean, like they should have just like not brought back Saluk. Like Aladdin killed oh. the character. <laughs> He's still, like, pissed at his dad for a few minutes, but then we move on, and Saluk is still dead. Yeah, that would have been fine. Is that- that's not, like, too much for Disney, do you think? No. Like, no. Simba basically kills Scar, and that was yeah. cool. I was just gonna say, yeah, the Lion King features two people falling off of high places, because that's the only way to kill a lion. So. <laughs> Maybe this is the only way to kill a gray guy. Yeah. Um... Bullets can sorry. Oh. Lions can take seventy-five bullets <laughs> and still be walking if they haven't been pushed off of something. 
Is this a real fact? Where did the number 75 come from? It's a real fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, one time, Ren, a lion uh, walked through a wood chipper and was fine because it wasn't pushed off from anything. I think we should start wearing lions as armor instead of real armor. Yes, that's a good idea. That's why the gladiators... Gladiators never won, by the way, historically, in the Colosseum. Every against... single gladiator was eaten by a lion in their first fight. Every single gladiator <laughs> died to the lions. They, just, it's... It's, they basically just like kept feeding people to lions. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, I would not do well in a gladiator fight. You don't think that you, Bryce, could fight a lion to the death? I don't think so. <laughs> Even if given some armor and a spear, I don't think I could do it, Ren. I think you and I working together could pull could? it off. We would, I think we could, I, like, I would run, and then <laughs> you could be hiding behind a rock, and then you could pull, like, a tripwire, and we could trip the lion. I have a perfect idea. Okay. We get a giant lion trap. Okay. We find out what the lion's favorite things are. Maybe we can, like, yeah. put you in the trap. What if, why don't we just leave... when the lion comes out and gets you, the trap comes down, I can pull you out right before the lion eats you. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's a, a good idea, but I think that we can just, instead of taking the queen out and putting me in there, I think we can just leave the queen in there. You think so? Yeah. You think the lion would prefer to eat the queen over you? If you think this will work. Okay, Ren, top 10 dustiest humans, tell me the queen isn't in that top 10. <laughs> Dusty? Like, like she's just accumulating dust from all her years on Earth. She, like, there's dust on her. Yeah. I, I'd tell you she's pretty dusty. Yeah. I think, like, when she coughs, like, a little bit of dust comes dust out. Comes out. Like, there's cough powder. Her lungs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's multiple spiders <laughs> living on her. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine that when she claps, uh, she has to wear the gloves because if she doesn't, it looks like she's like dusting her hands, like so much <laughs> like a dust cloud appears. Um, yeah, so it is a cool fight. Aladdin kills the Rancor, and then uh, he the climbs back love up. Him. What? The, the thieves, thieves do love, love him. him. Yeah. Do you want to uh, welcome him to something, Bryce? Welcome to the 40 Thieves. You love this number. You we were raving about it before we started recording. Now we have 40 Thieves, and you are one of mine. Aladdin, you're the king right now. We ask questions like when or how. You are the king. You are the guy. We love Aladdin in the sky. Wow, that was really good. Improvised. Just Disney like Genie. Yeah. Disney don't sue. They can't sue me if I'm not singing the lyrics. Yeah, you were singing about something they yeah, owned, though. That's true. Um, where's Raja? They, they sing the number. Ren, where's... Where's Raja? Where is... Where is Raja? Where is Raja? Raja shows up once. At the way end. Why is Raja not with Aladdin? On the because carpet. Disney heard our complaints about them having too many 
supporting characters around Aladdin. Yeah. And they had to cut down on Raja. Should he have brought Raja on the carpet to the den of the yeah. thieves? Yes. Yeah. Um, those tigers can die, though. To just about anything. They're very fragile. They're very what? Fragile. Fragile. You Unlike tigers are weaker than lions? Yes. Did you know that 99% of all times a lion and a tiger fight, the tiger wins? I didn't. I didn't know that. So how have scientifically have people had lions and tigers fight each other a hundred times? Tigers are stronger than lions. I'm typing that into Google right now. Okay. Let's all right, <clears throat> top thing. Top thing. Yeah. Can tigers kill lions? Uh, recent recent research indicates that the tiger is indeed stronger than the lion in terms of physical strength. Huh. A tiger is generally larger than a lion. Oh man. Uh, tigers okay. are sixty to seventy percent muscle. Joe, those things are bulky. Yeah, so tigers are basically really buff cats. Oh my gosh, they're so strong. Like, imagine next time you're in the gym, and just like a super ripped guy comes up and punches you in the chest. Yep. That's basically what it's like for a tiger to fight a lion. That sounds awful. So just imagine that, and hope it never happens to you at the gym next time. Okay. I will. Um, Ren. Yeah. The genie sings a what song. About, what about him? He's gonna sing. Again? Uh, yeah, again. Already? Already, yeah. Genie and Jasmine. Right. Yeah. Another song. Father Another... and Son's right now? Father and Son? What are you talking about? This is the next song, isn't it? No. There's, no? A, there's a song called Father and Son? No, Genie and Jasmine. Genie and J- Genie has a song with Jasmine? <laughs> Yes? What? What song is this? Um, where Genie's like, Jasmine, you're all alone. Do they sing? They I must not think... sing. Yeah, no, sing. No, they don't sing. This is when he does his Mrs. Doubtfire thing. My yeah. notes for this scene are Giant Genie peeks in on Jasmine sulking. Mm-hmm. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Genie's going crazy. Disney synergy joke. I thought he like just cheers her up. By singing. No, he does like a bunch of impressions and stuff, okay. right? Yeah, it's all the same. This is it's okay. <laughs> um So Luke survived survived. Yes, and he knows exactly what he needs to do, how to get back at Aladdin. Beat a shark to death on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just try that in Jaws? <laughs> If the shark Punch got it. close enough, if he didn't, if he missed the bullets at the end, he yeah. would have just started punching. Yeah, that's that plan B. That's that. I mean, you got nothing left at that point. That's how they beat uh, Jaws and Hey Arnold. They beat him up. They punched the shark in the nose. Um... In Hey Arnold. Okay. I don't. Okay. What do you want me to hey. say about that? I just, I want you to remember. You want to talk about Hey Arnold? We can talk about Hey Arnold. You like Hey Arnold. I, it's one of my favorite. And I'm glad we didn't podcast about shark it. Shark in the nose. Yeah. Hey Arnold, shark. You, you don't need to watch the clip, Ren. I trust you. Old Iron Man. 
there's a good bit um in Hey Arnold where Curly Yeah. Um You can do he, it. He says he's gonna break all the animals out of the zoo. Yeah. And then later on that episode we see him riding a giraffe down the street. I remember that. Might be a zebra, actually. This was a good memory. I remember that scene better than I remember um, the genie's song to Jasmine. There was no song for Jasmine. You're thinking of when he sings Father and Son. I didn't like that song. Do you have something playing in the background right now? Are you listening there's, to something? No, there's a, a little dog barking. <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing like periodic static. There's a little dog barking above me. I think there was like a toilet that was flushed upstairs somewhere. Maybe and that's so what the it was. water came down um, into the sewer. Are you being leaked on? I am. I am in the pit. <clears throat> Bryce. Mm-hmm. What is the code of the forty thieves? Um, you don't no don't kill any innocent bystanders. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, you can that, kill anyone else. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. Never, we never hurt the innocent, but you can who, kill anyone else. Yeah, so who is not innocent is what I wanted to know. I mean, uh, Kasim decides. He seems like a pretty decent guy, right? Like, <laughs> morally. Like, the first thing he made his son do was kill a man. Yeah, would he have killed Aladdin? Because Aladdin fought back in the palace. Yes. Okay. If Kasim had an opportunity... To kill Aladdin when they were fighting in the palace, he would have murdered him right then and yeah. there. Because like he's not innocent. Yeah, it's like, would have been like Sweeney Todd. Like, just like Sweeney Todd? Yeah. He's, he starts shaving Aladdin, and then he kills him. And the, Well, no, he, you know, kills the, without realizing. Oh, I killed my son. The oh, one thing right, I was like after. Todd. Yeah. I mean, um, he kills his wife. She kills his wife. He kills his wife. Okay. What is what happens to Joanna? She's fine in the end? What yeah, she runs away with runs Anthony. away with Anthony. Anthony? Is there no I H? Him in the movie, right? Oh. For like no reason. Anthony. Little bird, baby bird. Is that that one? Blackbird yeah, he... singing in the dead out. No, that's Beatles. This is the Beatles? Yeah. But there is something about the bird. Bird in the yeah. cage. Yeah, there's cage like a... Green, Green finch and linen birds. Green Tell how you wings. Yes, right. that's it. That's the song. The worst song in the show. Interesting. I don't... What, you, think, you think there's a worse song? In the show? Yeah. Um... Now that I'm pressed, let's see. <laughs> I think of a worse song in Sweeney Todd than that one. I don't think you can. I think I got it in one. Uh, isn't there like a weird one that Beatles sings? Does Beatle get a song? Oh yeah, I think he does get a song. Yeah. No, but like that's like weird bad. This one's like bad bad. Boom 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 boom. It's like uh, well, because this is followed up by the initial Joanna, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like singing to her, and then it cuts to her, and she's like crazy. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's probably the worst song. Uh, I'm just I'm looking through the list right now. Um, the contest is fun. I like that. The episode of Seinfeld. 
<laughs> is that what it is? What happens in Sweetie Todd? Yeah, that's Mini the challenges the Pirelli to <laughs> the contest. To the contest. <laughs> it's a great number. Yeah, it's really good. It's um doesn't last long, right? It's a very quick number. No, but it has an incredible finish. <laughs> Alright, uh, so yeah, so Wolverine's back from the dead. He's gonna go to the palace. Um, and he, like, knows to go to the guard. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows He knows who to go to, he knows what to say. Yeah. Like, he, he was paying really close attention the few minutes he was inside the <laughs> palace. He fully understood Razul and Aladdin's dynamic. Yeah, I was gonna say, while all the thieves were thieving, he was, uh taking notes uh studying personal dynamics between everyone in the palace <laughs> yeah uh it was weird right <laughs> he's it, like i'm gonna go to the guard it's super weird yeah but not as weird as genie's code red sequence uh where genie goes for a robot and tries to like kill Aladdin's dad before he knows that it's his dad oh i was thinking of the one where uh genie multiplies himself into uh I think there were ninjas, a cavalry, okay. a, a SWAT team. Yeah. It's not for like a minute and a half. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, This was, again, I would assume, cut content from the first Aladdin. However, it was not him as Genie. It was just him yelling at uh, some of the interns. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it is weird. It's a, a this whole movie. Not the whole movie. It's a weird aspect. Um, what else happens? So, yeah, Father so we get son. the climax. Father and son, Aladdin and his dad are at the palace. Um, Aladdin doesn't tell Jasmine and the Sultan that his dad is the King of Thieves, right? Why would he? That's not a very Aladdin thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aladdin just thought he could change him. But, you know, Iago's here to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> um... Like, F. Thiago. Like, the the character who should be able to prove that Aladdin can change people is the re main reason things go so bad with Kasim. Yeah. Yeah, he... um, He totally tempts him. He's like, just one more time. It'll be good. Like, <sighs> when Iago is trying to say goodbye to Aladdin, and Aladdin's just like, go. Yeah. And like, like no emotion that Iago's like, really, I can go? He's just like, yeah, go. Yeah, please get out of here. You well, ruined my life three <laughs> movies in a row. Of course I don't want you here. Yeah, but that's because only twelve hours ago was the events of Return of Jafar. <laughs> um, so you know, all that is still a pretty fresh wound for Aladdin. Um Yeah, so his dad gets kicked out. Oh no, his oh, dad his runs dad away. His dad leaves. Sentence right what what happens to his dad he gets captured he gets captured and the sultan sentences him and iago to prison for life yes and aladdin breaks him out while dressed as the king of thieves which is naturally you know like you said the climax of the movie yep this is like basically where it should be ending this is yeah this is what i care about you know aladdin's gonna help his dad dad gets out Aladdin um doesn't have to go with him. So he doesn't he gets captured by the guard. Yeah, but then everything's okay. No, everything is not okay. 
Razul sees his face, so now Aladdin can't stay in Agrabah. So now he has to go with his dad. Does he? Yeah, that's why he leaves. Oh, I don't... Okay. I thought he didn't leave. Nope, he leaves. Okay. He <laughs> leaves. I trust, uh, I, I trust Aladdin you. Aladdin tries to break out as the king of thieves. Yeah. He uh, manages to make it to the like balcony. Razul mm-hmm. catches him, rips off his mask, sees that it's Aladdin, so Aladdin has to get out and he has to stick with uh, Kasim. Yeah. Um, Ren, I listen, there's this podcast. I'm going to just call it out. Uh, called Podcast the Ride. Yeah. It's like three guys. There might be four, maybe five, but all their voices blend together. There could be 20 for all I know. <laughs> they talk about like each episode is a different amusement park ride or like themed area or whatever. And they talk about it. They go into it. And I don't listen to it anymore. I tried. And the reason I stopped was because they would do like a Haunted Mansion episode. Yeah. But then it like out of the five of them, like one person would be like, Oh yeah, like when I was seven, I went on the haunted mansion, and I remember being in line for it. And then they would just like talk about nonsense, and they don't talk like, they like don't know what they're talking about, and they don't. It's like they didn't even like ride the ride. And I'm worried that that's happening with this because I've now made up a musical number, and I was like, I don't know if Aladdin's actually like I don't remember what Aladdin does in the climactic scene of this movie. <laughs> and I'm worried people are gonna be like, you know, I used to like Brace and Ren, but now. You know, Brace clearly doesn't watch <laughs> doesn't you, watch you, the movies. You know what you need to start stop doing, Brace? You need to stop <laughs> watching these movies at the gym on your phone. Watch them on a television. Please. I took I take notes at the same time, so it's, it's not enough. It's <laughs> clearly not enough. <laughs> uh okay. But it's okay. That's fine. What if I nail the end of this movie? What if I get everything right? Is that going to make things better? Your track record hasn't been amazing, but let's see. Okay. So Aladdin is gone with his dad. Yep. And Iago. Aladdin yep. then says, I need to go back. <clears throat> and yes, Aladdin does say that. And Iago and his dad are like, you can't go back. That's like, uh, you're going to die. They're going to kill you. And Aladdin's like, well... I have to go do that because I can't be a thief forever. Iago, go with dad. Iago was like, are you sure? And like you said, Aladdin's like, F off. So Iago and Aladdin's dad go. And Aladdin goes back to the palace. Am I good so far? Uh, I don't know if we see him go back to the palace, but so so far so good. He's you know? back. He, he shows up back at the palace. And he's like, um okay my notes for the last half hour are not good i i think but i think you're lingering on the aladdin of it all and you're about to invent a scene so uh, <laughs> so i just want you to know that i think you're about to invent a scene i don't think i will so aladdin is at the palace um uh, meanwhile the guards have come and they've opened sesame and that, that already happened. <laughs> they also know that the 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 floating island exists, and the floating island has the ultimate treasure, Midas's hand. And so, um, the guards are probably gonna go back to Agrabah. And 
the guys with Midas's hand, the 40 thieves, 39 thieves, now led by the Grey Goose, uh, they go on a boat. Yep. But they capture Iago and Aladdin's dad. Somehow. Yeah, somehow, somehow is good enough. <laughs> and then they make Aladdin's dad uh, ask the oracle where the ultimate treasure is. They follow a light to the ultimate treasure. Meanwhile, back at the palace, I'm nailing this. Aladdin and uh, Jasmine, uh, Jasmine and the Sultan. Jasmine's like, uh, I can't believe you did this. Uh, Aladdin's like, I'm sorry. She's like, okay. The Sultan's like, okay. And Jasmine's like, something, something, dad. And Sultan's like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he forgot he was Jasmine's father for a bit. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, you two, sh- let's just get married. Let's do this. And they're like, okay. And then um, Iago's back and like, your dad! Because he escapes from the boat. He like uh, squeaks wow. out. Huh? He can fly. That's, I'm, I am not sure about that. You don't, you're not sure Iago can fly? <laughs> I haven't seen him. Fly. You haven't seen him fly? No. Keep, no. keep reading. When he has the naked butt, that's startling, by the way. He didn't like that? No. no. I didn't but, like that when I was three. Yeah. So he, uh, he's like, your dad is on the boat. And they were like, okay. Uh, and Aladdin's like, I don't care. And Jasmine's like, you do care. It's your dad. And he's like, I'm just being stubborn. When's the next carpet leaving? And he like turns to the camera and he like takes his shirt off, um, which was like <laughs> uncomfortable, but it happened. And then they get on the carpet, which and they know where they're going. The that was a pile. Yeah, that's a plot hole. You Bryce, if your dad is in danger, you will always feel where he is. So okay. <laughs> so Aladdin follows his heart. Yeah. To his dad. To the Vanishing Isle. <laughs> yep. They get there. Yeah. Um, There's like a scuffle. And the gray man is uh, thrown away, but he's okay. Then they go into the... After they've killed or like preoccupied the thieves, they go into the teleporting island. And it's on a turtle. Yeah, it's on a turtle. And then they they see the treasure, and Aladdin does a big jump, and it's like on a popsicle stick. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like a popsicle stick. It's like a gold hand on a stick. Well, that's because everything the gold hand touches turns to gold hand. Yes, uh, which I have questions about. Yeah. So if you so the gold hand touches the ground. Yep. Only the ground turns to gold. Yeah, only the Earth turns to gold. All of Earth. All of Earth. What happens if something's touching that gold? Nothing? What do you mean? So, like, if I'm touching the Earth and the Earth turns gold, I don't turn gold. No, you're not being touched by the gold. Mm -hmm. Once the curse of the gold has set. So the gold can't spread the gold, only Mm -hmm. the gold hand. Mm -hmm. So, uh... What's his face is like I'm gonna kill your little brat, and then he gets uh, gold handed. Yeah, he gets he touches the gold hand right on the hand. Yeah, and so he turns to gold, and then Aladdin is fine, and him and his they all go back 
um, the boat turns to gold, and they the thieves are left for dead. Yeah, they sink to the bottom of the ocean. Can you hear that? No, whoa. Oh. It's like the toilet. But you can't hear it. I can't hear your toilet. Okay. So, uh, and then they go back to the palace, and they get married. And uh, Aladdin's dad is, like, in the darkness, and he's like, I'm a thief, but I miss my son. It's kind of like in the Santa Claus, when Charlie keeps shaking the globe. Yeah. Um, and his dad keeps coming back. Aladdin keeps on. Every time Aladdin cuts something with the dagger, his, his dad, dad reappears. Um, and so his he, dad comes back, and he's like, I've only been gone for five minutes. And uh, then Iago's like, Aladdin, you don't want me to go, do you? And Aladdin's no, like, Iago. yeah, you can go. And he's like, really? I don't have to. And they're like, no, but really, please go. And so he goes. Um, GG's. Oh, and we see Raja. Yeah, we see Raja, <laughs> finally. Yeah, I did it, right? That's the movie? Yeah, we got one last Arabian Nights and that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of action. Yes, a lot of action in this one. Mm-hmm. A lot Which of is... action, and I feel like, and at the same time, it, it runs out of steam after Aladdin saves mm-hmm. his dad. Totally does. Totally does. Because um, it happens, and I feel like, I feel like Aladdin 1 would have found a resolution through, like, talking. Through, yeah. like the, like, through relationships and through that. But instead, it's like, let's just have people, like, do things that look fun to see and are exciting. And, like, not gonna lie, the stuff with the gold hand is kind of fun. It um, is. I, I always liked that sequence, even as a kid. Yeah, like, the gold boat, like, uh, what's-his-face turning to gold. Like, that stuff's fun. The cape that turns to gold. Um, what do you think about Aladdin's dad chucking it into the ocean after all this? Risky move. I'm surprised the ocean didn't turn gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so poor fish probably got hit by that though. Mm-hmm. Got golded for life. What happens once it touches the bottom of the sea? Um What is what does that imply for us? Maybe uh Ariel takes it. She accidentally gets touched by it's, it. It's one of her th- No, I think maybe she catches it and it's one of her thingamabobs. Before it touches the, we'll have the to, ground. We'll have to look when we watch uh the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginnings. Do you think that there'll ever be any Easter eggs in any Disney Toon movies to, like, their early Disney Toon stuff? God, I don't know. There are definitely going to be Easter eggs to other stuff. Because I yeah. remember The Lion King 1 and a half has, like, 50 hidden Mickeys or something in it. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of Mickey. That's a lot of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Mickey um, Mouse? No. No. Uh, what do you think when the genie said something about Nutty Buddies? Yeah, Nutty Buddies. What the hell was that genie? It's like a cookie. It's weird. He's like, hey, I got some Nutty Buddies. Little Debbie Nutty Buddies. Yeah. That's weird. It's like a weird little, uh, thing for him to say, I thought. I thought, I also thought it was weird, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what the difference is between, like, Uh Aladdin, between, like, the way that Aladdin 1 uses reference humor in the way that this uses reference humor. It's like, this, this feels dated. Well, so like, 
Okay, you can go. You can go. No, so so sorry. I I think that it's it does feel dated, but I also think that there's nothing else to him in this. That's true. There is literally there's no heart to this to the genie in this. Yeah, it's just Robin Williams riffing. Yeah, it's like the uh, like modern day equivalent would be like a movie just having Pete Davidson come <laughs> on and like. All right, you're gonna voice this squirrel for the next like forty minutes, and we'll use what we can use. Have fun. Say and do literally whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do you like Pete? So I, I don't like dislike him, but I also don't watch SNL a lot, so I don't really like know yeah. him anything to like him. Well, I feel like people have strong opinions about him one way or the other. Yeah, I've definitely seen people's strong opinions about him. Yeah, um, I like the guy. I, I like the, the Suicide Squad. Was he? Oh, he's the Weasel, right? No, he's not the Weasel. <laughs> Are you sure? That's a, that's a, that was a real Weasel they used. <laughs> that's a good bit. Oh my gosh, I had a dream that I never mind. No, what was never your mind. dream? I was like, where was I? So I was like packing up my, like, I don't know. Never mind. There was a weasel in my dream. Good dream. Okay. Um, Red. Yeah, Bryce. No, it's Iago. Oh, what's up, Iago? Red. Yeah, what's up, Iago? Do you have any reviews? Yeah, Iago, I have some reviews. Uh, don't say cracker. <laughs> All right. The first one is a 10 out of 10 review. By Mr. Waterfall, titled "I Love Anything with Aladdin." If anyone hates it, they're we- they're wearied. Return of Jafar is better, but still a B plus movie. It's like, what more do you all want? It has action. He finds out about his dad. I mean, don't you always wondered? And plus, find out if he loves his son as much as money. It has great color, animation. Got Williams back. I mean, what is not good? I miss the Jafar. I love them battling, but great end to number two, which is a better yes, but it's awesome. I mean, it's like if even if something's good and great color, Aladdin got Williams back, etc. It's like it's still not good enough for a higher grade, but stupid movies, they get A and Bs from you all. It's still Aladdin, and that's, it's just, it's in a different light. I mean, come on. <laughs> Was... <laughs> Why did you choose that review to read? I I love the rambling, incoherent reviews. <laughs> I love them. I just the the state of mind you have to be in to type this and then hit enter and submit it. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were feeling real good about it. <laughs> oh my gosh! This next one is a mm-hmm. five out of ten review. Mm-hmm. Called Can Your Friends Pull This Out Their Little Hat Maybe. by South David. <laughs> <clears throat> Though a bit better than its immediate predecessor, the second sequel to Disney's animated Aladdin movie is still a rather a disappointing affair relative to the original. One the day of the royal wedding, the court is raided by the Forty Thieves, led by Kasim. After Aladdin and the genie fight them off, an oracle tells Aladdin that his father, long thought dead, is with the gang. When it's revealed that Kasim is actually Aladdin's father, a reconciliation is on the cards until Kasim steals the oracle and hunts a famed treasure. Better, 
but not good is the four-word version of this review, and it's only really better written than Jafar, Return of the Jafar. It maintains that cheap made-for-television animation style, but at least it's a different story and not just a redux of the first one again. To link the story to a different Arabian Nights story was the right choice. The big change, and it is a vitally important one, is that the issues with Robin Williams were worked out and he returned to play the genie again, which he does with aplomb. Admittedly, the Woody Allen impression hasn't aged particularly well, but away from that, it's another tour de force of improvised hilarity. He also has some songs again this time, and in general, the songs are better than they were in Jafar, better than the second, but still not really worth investing your time in. <clears throat> what was that plumb? A plumb. Like applause? Yeah. Like a plum. You know, the fruit. Alright. This is our uh, second to last review of the night. Okay. A three out of ten, because I couldn't find a one out of ten. Mm -hmm. They got married again by Ravenblood eighty. Again? Yeah, again. <laughs> by Ravenblood eighty eight. <laughs> well, after seeing this movie, I often pondered to myself, why did Aladdin and Jasmine get married again? It's true. If you remember at the end of Aladdin, the two were clad in fancy purple wedding vestments. But in this third Aladdin movie, the two are about to be wed in their plain white wedding digs when suddenly Aladdin's random father, who never even existed until this point, along with his 40 thieves, crashes and destroys the ceremony. Then... Some random wand is really an oracle who tells Aladdin where his father is. Aladdin is all like, Daddy, and goes to find him. I won't give the whole movie away, but I'll sum it up into this. Aladdin ends up helping his dad in his quest to find the hand of Midas. Seriously, it's like collecting Pokemon cards. Just get a life. They find this hand that brings out many goof-ups. One. The hand turned Aladdin's dad's cloak to gold. It moves freely and seems flexible. Yet when the bad thief, Saluk, touches the hand and turns to gold, he can no longer move at all. 2. The items that the hand touches turn to gold instantly. Yet Saluk takes a while to change. 3. After all the trouble poor Aladdin goes through to get his dad the hand, his father hurls it out to the sea. What a waste! Though this film was way better than Return of Jafar, it couldn't save the film's cheesy songs and sappy storyline. Aladdin's dad gambles with his son's life several times, really making Al's here's a good dad philosophy go to poop. It's really a poor movie. Wow. Um, of those reviews, Ren, I don't think I align with any of them. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you disagreed with all three. Yeah, Red, but I what if such different reviews? I know. What if we got all of your review writers in a room? <laughs> what would Bryce, that? What I, would that I, energy be like? I think it would be awful. I think, like both the energy and the bo would be abysmal. <laughs> Do you think if you were to pull them all into a room, how many of them would remember that they wrote? a review um on any of the movies that they've written reviews for i hate to say it but i feel like more than half yeah <laughs> <laughs> have any of them printed their reviews to like hang on their fridge or anything like that some of these print them and keep them above their bed so they can look at them yeah okay 
there's um uh um what is it is it christmas vacation it is you know you a christmas vacation person yeah we watch it every year at uh with nicole's family yeah when um i'm pretty sure it's like grandpa is in the top of the bunk bed uh is it it has to be like just staring up and there's like a it is quite the uh scantily clad poster above him i know exactly the scene you're talking yeah. about yeah um all I right right now what i have one more review oh b- 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 bonus round it's the original entertainment weekly review from august 1996. Oh. ew ew is and, right yeah ew <clears throat> What separates a Disney movie from all the animated floatsome that's out there? What makes an Aladdin or a Hunchback different from an All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 or a Thumbelina? Aladdin and the King of Thieves, the second and far more entertaining of the company's original feature cartoons to go directly to home video, begs the question. The Disney Television Animation Division, with its lower budgets and second-tier composers and animators, is responsible for the first Aladdin sequel, 1994's The Return of Jafar, and now King of Thieves. And there's an unmistakable sense of factory goods here rather than the handcrafted burnish of the feature animation department. Jafar and King of Thieves are, simply put, cheaper productions, and quite useful in figuring out whether the Disney touch is a matter of money or inspiration. The answer in the case of King of Thieves is a resounding both. In purely artistic terms, the new tape is a vast improvement over the return of Jafar, which, despite its profits with 10 million copies sold, it's the best-selling direct-to-video feature of all time, practically had quickly quickie stamped on every image. Jafar was saddled with a weak curses foiled again plot, substandard musical numbers, and most crippling of all, a big blue genie voiced by Dan Castellaneta. Nothing against the actor, how can you fault the guy who gave us Homer Simpson, but there's only one Robin Williams. It's a relief, then, to report that Williams has been coaxed back to the role for this third Aladdin film, and his demonic energy boosts Kings of Thieves above knockoff level. In a weird way, the shape-shifting genie may be Williams' most natural role, since it allows him to channel and parody any number of characters. Here he gets to goof on, among others, Marlon Brando, Tinkerbell, Woody Allen, Forrest Gump, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bing Crosby, Pumbaa, Senor Wences, Ozzy Nelson, Mickey Mouse's Steamboat Willie, and Bill Paxton in Aliens. At one point, the genie says he's having an out-of-movie experience. That's the best way to describe Williams' liberating frenzy. You can feel the synapses forming in your head. The genie is a sideshow in King of Thieves, though. The main story concerns Aladdin's getting to know his long-lost father, Kasim, who, it turns out, is the titular king of Open Sesame fame. He's a dashing varlet on a lifelong quest for the Golden Hand of Midas, and there's a clear connection to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. King of Thieves gets sticky as it details the father-son rivalry. A line like, I'm your son, but I can't live your life is better left as subtext, but at least there's more emotional substance than in the shallow Jafar. Where King of Thieves falls short is in sonic and technical oomph. The five new songs by David Friedman and the Jafar team of Randy Peterson and Kevin Quinn lack the original films Howard Ashman, Alan Menken, Sparkle. There's a love duet for Aladdin and Jasmine that'll clear your rec room in seconds. And despite quality work from Disney's Japanese and Australian animation outputs, 
outposts. There's little of the vast mythic visual sense that made Aladdin soar. It's not just a matter of lacking the bucks to computer animate the magic carpet's patterns. One of the final scenes in which Aladdin, Kasim, Jasmine, and the villainous Saluk find the hand of Midas on a huge island situated on the back of an even huger tortoise misses the, spin da the spinning dazzle of the first movie's Cave of Wonders sequence. It's big, all right, but not miraculous. It's TV instead of the movies. It's proof, perhaps, that Disney cartoons need to be big, in screen size, in budget, above all the commitment, to be 24-karat Disney. Final score, a B. B for better than Return of Jafar. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Renan. Uh, Bryce. Are we gonna are we gonna close this door? Uh, we gotta close this, but we also gotta talk a little bit Obi Wan. Obi Wan. That's right, Bryce. It ended. Um, he was here the whole time. It's done. Did you know that? I I didn't know that, but I knew at the end when he told me <laughs> that he was here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So I enjoyed. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Or Kenobi, I think, is what it's called. It's just called Obi-Wan, right? No. No, I think it's just Kenobi. I think it's just called Ben. Yeah. Like, ben, ben there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was good. Uh, I liked it. I had a fun time. Um, I hope that we don't see this era of Ben Kenobi ever again. You and feel complete? It. I feel like it's complete. I they filled in the gaps. I wasn't sold immediately on it. Mm -hmm. Like my up until I think around episode four or five, I was feeling like half of this is really good and half of this is just miserable. Yeah. Uh I don't think that's necessarily changed, but now that I have the full picture of like the story they were trying to tell, especially with Riva, who is a character I was just not enjoying and then once I, like, saw the full scope of it, you know, it wasn't enough to make me like the character, but mm -hmm. eh, I don't I don't dislike her, though, like I was before anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you do you want more Reva? Um, do you want no. a Reva spinoff? Nope. I never want to see her again. I actually wish that they had just killed her in yeah, the series. Yeah, because you know it, that we definitely are going to see her again. That's the reason she lived. The, the whole reason she survived. Her story naturally would have ended with her dying. Mm -hmm. Perfect stopping point. Even, yep. You can even keep the redemption. Just have her die after the fact. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you gotta have a Star Wars story, Reva. What's Reva gonna be up to now? She hung out with Obi-Wan, so we should care. Yeah, I don't care. I, and I liked her. I liked her the whole time. I, I never <laughs> even was like, was like, oh, I am waiting for things to get good with her. I thought she was interesting. I've, I've always really liked the um, Inquisitors. Like that yeah. whole aspect of Star Wars lore. So, They're interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought she was interesting. I think it was also kind of nice to tie in the like Order sixty six background that she has, um, with yeah, her I character. Of it. But at the end of the day, like, like same with you. I don't care to see her again. I don't want to. I don't need to. Um, she because it it in what way does she impact the world of Star Wars? I don't care. Like I, I don't I care. Want... I want these shows to feel comfortable letting these shows like stand alone and be able to tell their complete stories. And mm -hmm. for me, like Reva was frustrating because 
it she reminds me of that same lack of confidence in Boba Fett, where like yeah. half of Boba Fett is either Boba Fett or it's like his sidekick Fennec, because mm-hmm. the show doesn't feel confident enough to like use this pre-established character to carry it. And like when it's not Boba Fett, it's Mandalorian using a different character because oh, yeah. again they they weren't confident enough in Boba Fett carrying the show. And I feel it's not as bad in, in Obi-Wan because they at least, like, Reva at least builds up to something intriguing that's, like, thematically and narratively engaging and interesting. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I it's, it's just every time I saw her, I was like, this is time we can be spending with, like, Obi-Wan or Darth Vader. Or, like, I think the amount that they ended up using Darth Vader was good in the end. Yep. Yeah, but like up until like the last two episodes, I was really like feeling the lack of him. Yeah, which like in knowing the full context of the series, like I understand why it's not an issue now that I have the context of what they mm-hmm. were doing. Um, I I mean everyone has already said this, but the half exposed face uh, was brilliant, oh, incredible. The, I the thought it was voice, one yeah. of the best things. Like. One of the most creatively inspired mm-hmm. things to come out of Star Wars. Yeah. I just loved it. That whole duel, mm-hmm. in general, an outstanding fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it was great to get to see get to see him doing the choreo again. Yes. Um, it was fun. It was really good, and I think the perfect closure for Kenobi on the anakin side of things of really feeling that guilt of like it is my fault that anakin um or that that anakin has done all of this just to kind of be told no like you didn't kill him i did um which i like i think is so it's almost funny coming from not funny but like the fact that that's coming from (laughs) him himself (laughs) is like um that's exactly what obi-wan wanted to hear yeah. So, like, if he really, really, really was trying to, like, you know, stab the knife and turn it, probably should have withheld that. But <laughs> that's fine. Uh, it was great. It was it was a really, really brilliant fight between the two of them. And that's why I don't want to see them again, uh, because yeah, I hope they never interact again. Like, e- no. even the fact that they pulled this off, I feel was just it's a miracle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Could have easily just, like, not worked at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, so, because the, the animated stuff does a decent amount to fill in the gaps yeah. between here as well. Like, we know that Obi-Wan eventually goes and kills Maul yep. um, while in the desert. So, like, we know that is something that happens in this timeline, in, in this this space. Um, yeah, I don't want to ever see it again, because I don't want him to leave planet. I want him to be, you know, waiting like he's he knows what moments are left for him and he's just kind of waiting for those to happen and chilling with force ghost uh um Qui-Gon yeah Obi-Wan's about to become the busiest hermit ever in seasons two through eight of Obi-Wan oh my god (laughs) yeah um yeah and like the moment with Leia that was nice too I thought it was nice talking about uh you know the qualities of your father, and these are the qualities of your yeah, mother. Yeah, I, I liked that scene. Yeah, I wasn't uh too crazy on little Leia's actress. I know most people like her. Mm-hmm. I, I in general, I don't really like kid actors to begin with, unless they're like insanely great. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm biased on that front. But I liked that scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, 
it was nice and uh, like i don't know people are always looking for plot holes or like not even plot holes but just like anything they can pick at yeah and in a story where the first three movies came out so long ago and then there was like movies that were prequels to those and then sequels like there's gonna be an inconsistency or two like it's gonna happen um i'm honestly just happy if star wars manages to do something interesting thematically for me like mm -hmm. at this point it's the themes that i care about i like arcs if that means needing to like make like a brief lapse in acknowledging a plot beat or just whatever it it makes the story better do it like i Mm -hmm. I don't yeah Yeah. and i don't need like yeah i don't need anything else in this section of the timeline i hope that we go somewhere else but next up on the docket is andor which is pretty much uh probably like 10 years after this it's uh yeah that's right before five to ten yeah hypothetically yeah so yeah who's that who's andor he's uh cassian andor he's the guy from rogue one no i know but who's that isn't the actor someone is that pedro diego no that's the mandalorian you're thinking of pedro pascal yeah he's the mando diego Um, luna diego luna is uh andor cassian andor yeah imdb says that he is uh okay yeah i guess just this i mean he has other stuff going on but he voiced someone in the bad batch that's weird all right voice himself in the bat his character in the bad batch no he voiced um oh never mind that's it's not the show the bad batch yeah it was a movie called the bad Uh, batch starring jason momoa no star of season one of game of thrones as Carl drogo carl drogo yeah um he like made an impact it's an incredible performance yeah i didn't know um going into game of thrones i didn't know the like the life expectancies for any of the characters (laughs) i knew nothing zero so i was shocked when i saw him you know go out as early as he did um because i was like isn't he like everyone talks about him like oh jason momoa from game of thrones but no it's like he was on it many years ago at this point he only needed those first few episodes yeah um yeah watch succession this is more not to you that's more of a (laughs) everyone it's like i just as i watch more like more of it again i'm just why would anyone ever watch anything else it's a good show why would anyone need to watch anything else other than succession um i just watched the reckney ball and like that was more thrilling than i remember (laughs) um the backstab tricked me yet again, if if you recall the backstab in that episode. Um, the reckoning. What's what happens there? Um. So Tom is getting ready. Tom had just found out about the crew scandal. Tom pulls cousin Greg in and is like, "Hey, here's this awful thing that I found out about." And Greg's like, "Oh, that's pretty awful." Um. And then. Tom is like getting ready and like floating the idea of doing a press conference about it to Shiv. And Shiv is like not really listening. Like she's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, whatever. Can we circle back on this? Right. And right. then at 
the dinner, um, he gets pulled aside by Jerry, who's like, heard you were going to do a press conference. That's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, and then he's like, he pulls Greg and he's like, can't believe you squealed on me. And Greg's like, I didn't, I didn't, I swear to God, I didn't. And then you go the rest of the episode being like, oh shit, like Shiv just stabbed him in the back and he like so clearly is so hurt by it just to uh, get a quick bit right at the end of Jerry telling Greg nice work. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. It's such a good show. It's fantastic. And like so much like even just that, I was like, wow, this is so much context for Tom's story. Um, for what he is, is building up to do. It's amazing. The whole cast is amazing. So. Uh, it's good. It's all good. Should we rate Aladdin 3? Oh, yeah. We didn't do that yet, Ren. The case of the King of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's what it's called. It you is. Playing that's, me? that's one of the titles. No, it's not. Somewhere. Somewhere. The case that's of the called. King of Thieves? There's no case. There's no mystery to be solved. Aladdin 3, the case of the King of Thieves. Yeah, in friggin' UK. <laughs> London, England, that's where they call it, because, you know, they love their Sherlock. Um, I don't know. This is like... Uh, let's see. I gave Return to Fire a 4. You gave it a 4. You and I both need to change the rating for that. Yes, we do. For sure. Um, To better match what we're gonna rate this. I feel I... like... Yeah, go uh... ahead. I'm going to drop Return Jafar to a three. Okay. You're putting it on the same range as DuckTales, which is... <laughs> Do we need to just kind of change some things? Because I feel like I need to change some things. <laughs> I'm going to drop DuckTales to a two. Yeah, I'm going to... Okay. So we're essentially doing a like a two point, uh, a one point like lowering here. Like I'm going to put my DuckTales, which was at a 3.5, down to a 2.5. Yeah. And my Return Jafar, which was also at a four, down to a three. Um, so I can give Aladdin and the King of Thieves uh, a solid five. <laughs> I am going to give it a... <laughs> I'm debating between a 4.5 or a 5. Mm -hmm. Am I feeling generous mm -hmm. tonight? Do I want to be kind to mm -hmm. Aladdin and the King of Thieves? I think I will. Was, I yeah. liked this movie as a kid. Mm -hmm. And... It, the, the main problem is that it has such a boring second half. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. It, if it just ended, like, if it just stopped halfway through, I think I'd consider giving it a higher score. <laughs> like, even if it left everything unresolved and it simply stopped after Aladdin rescued his father. Yeah, it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, and if it was only, that would have left it at, like, 50 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, I would have been okay with it. Um, not very many movies... Can you say that about though? Like I would have been this movie would have been better if it had stopped halfway through. It really would have. Um We're watching one of your favorites next week. No, I said I like Pooh. I didn't say Pooh's Grand Adventure the Search for Christopher Robin is quote unquote one of my favorites. <laughs> I Love typically I <laughs> This is the whole reason why I, I uh, decided to watch movies in the first place. It's because of Pooh's Grand Adventure. Um, it's the succession of movies. Huh. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know anything about this. Let's see how long it is. I think that's all that I want to know. 73 minutes. Okay. That feels great. Doable. Yep. Um, the search for <clears throat> Robin. Sure. Should be fun. Maybe. I may have watched this as a kid. I don't remember. 1997. Yeah, I probably could have watched this. All right, Ren. Well, so next week we're going to watch Pooh. Um, <laughs> and then we go to Beauty and the Beast for two weeks. Yeah. So, That'll be unique. <laughs> yeah, we got some exciting stuff ahead, Ren. Um, otherwise, I've talked about so much tonight that wasn't Aladdin that I am, I'm feeling good. Me feeling too. Solid. I feel like we had a productive night. Yeah. Um, well, everyone, I hope you also had a productive, I don't know, day, time listening to us. I hope you probably did something while listening to us. If all you did was sit and listen to us, please do something more productive um, while listening to us. Yeah? Yeah. Did you, sorry, did you want me to, I can keep going. I can, uh, uh, thanks so much for listening. And have a good rest of your day. <laughs> I'll see you all at the Vanishing Isle. Bye, everyone. Bye.